3: Entrepreneur. And when Amazon announced his newly released books chart this week, his book on impact was number one. Well respected in the entertainment industry. He is a veteran of the game. I've known him over two decades. The careers he's worked with in the industry include Jay-Z, Rihanna, Kanye West, Travis Scott, Future, 21 Savage, Pew Pew as P O U G H. I remember when I first met, it, I thought it was P E W. Benny Pew. <laughs> I remember Steve Harvey said, "How you spell it last night?" I said, "Pew." And then I looked it up. And went, oh, it's P O U G H. Beanie Pew. Well, he's left an indelible mark on the music industry, holding executive roles at Motown, Def Jam, you know, Epic Records. That's where I met him at Epic Records, MCA Records. You know, just chronicling a career and culminating with the ultimate position for him at that time, President of Rock Nation Music in 2014. A dramatic accident occurred in Benny's life. I'm bringing him on on the show for that reason, and it is chronicled in his book, On Impact. Without further ado, let's listen to the man himself tell his story and why we should understand that when it seems dark, there's always light. Welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass, Benny Pugh. Yes, sir.
4: Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. sir. Listen, let me say this to you, Um, Rashawn, and I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you and I was like, wow, who is that, right? And then while I'm listening to you, I'm watching, looking at the back wall in in your studio, and I'm like, it almost feels like one of the mega churches, you know, like people... (laughs) You know, like you buy your brick. (laughs) The next time I ever come on your show, bro, I want to be on that wall because that wall, people can go for the interviews all day. I want the wall because the wall is the truth, bro. The wall is what's going
1: to last forever. Yes, sir. Look at that
4: wall, man. And I appreciate you for bringing me on here, man. Thank you so much for your friendship. Thank you so much for your time, man, and I appreciate it.
3: Well, you know, the thing, uh, you know, I'm celebrating five years of Money Making Conversation Masterclass this month. And so I felt it was just fantastic to bring on you a longtime friend. I, you and I met uh, Steve Harvey, and I was doing local radio, uh, The Beat in Los Angeles. And you and I deal about a, about a record uh, 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 collaboration where we bring in a bunch of artists, new artists, and old, art, you know, artists, star artists in a collaboration and um that's how we met and we've been friends we've been uh dinner d- dinner buddies uh lunch buddies breakfast buddies laugh all that stuff all these years but that's been the key to you Benny you understood the value of relationships why
4: you know it's interesting that you that, that we're going to um, revisit that story because i mean you guys invited me in your lives i was the guy who was a, or just a local promoter in Los Angeles, uh, senior vice president. But, you know, I always saw myself as a worker. And I remember when you brought me in, and it was like, let me introduce you to Steve. And we got this idea, we got this concept, right, on, you know, rap music was different. You know, it was actually starting to morph into what it is now, and you guys wanted a positive message right. in the marketplace. And in doing so, that's how we got to the compilation, which was super exciting and also penetrated the market. And, you know, it was an entree for both of both of us. One, mm-hmm. me being aligned with with uh, superstar manager and superstar artists, as well as you guys connecting into a whole nother audience and music. So what it shows is when you foster and people see something in you mm-hmm. that you may not see in yourself or you see something in yourself mm-hmm. that someone needs to identify that it's all about patience and perseverance.
3: Absolutely. And uh, the thing about it is when I met you, you know, I I, I, I I always tell people, you know, uh, it was a a very interesting time in my life. I just transitioned from being a sitcom writer. I was doing the Parkers. I did Janie Fox and Sister, Sister. And and Steve and I was on radio in L.A. We we came in number 19 when we walked in that building. And in six months, we was number one. And so we, like, owned L.A. We were like the face of L.A. music-wise. It was a couple of young guys, man, that was just kind of like wilding out. Because we didn't know why we were number one. We just went gut instinct. And our relationship with you was tied to gut instinct. Because you had that same fire, Benny. That same, man, you, with Steve Harvey and I, we would walk away from you, man, because go, that Benny, that Benny's something
4: else, <laughs> man. Because
3: your energy, that laugh, man. And you were like, you truly were. Like he said, you know, and, and this is a compliment, you know, the, the used car salesman, because the used car salesman can sell you a car and it might not be the car you're about to drive off that lot. And Benny would sit down, man, and talk to you, and you go, they been, but they don't have no wheels. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. We'll deal with the wheels later. Yes!
1: Yes! You yes. need a car right yes. now. You don't come see. here for wheels. You came here for a car. <laughs> wheels come later. Yeah. See what I'm saying? <laughs> see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that right there is has They come here for a car with wheels. You came here for a car. I got it. So We're going to get you wheels. We're going to get you
3: wheels. We're going to get you wheels. <laughs> man, we leave here, man. We be driving, laughing so hard, man, because we go, Benny, man, Benny, something else, man. And Benny go in the room with these white folks and start talking and they be listening. And we just be just, we be quiet as little church mouse.
1: Because
3: <laughs> Benny knew what he was doing as he still knows what he's doing today. And then, you know, you you started transitioning like we started transitioning, start looking for other opportunities. What made you... Look at and said, I was bigger than where I was at, and then start challenging yourself to really start reaching what God, talents that God gave you.
4: So, first and foremost, entering into the music business, I realized there were no salt and pepper hair black men walking in the buildings. Mm -hmm. So, that's when I decided on two plan A's. And my first plan A was this corporate job, which, which actually paid exponentially. But knowing that this would not be my retirement because it was, no one in their mid 50s, late 60s. So it wasn't going to be like my mother at the post office getting a golden package. So that's when I invested in real estate. Mm-hmm. So every bonus I made for the last 20 years, 25 years, went to purchasing a piece of property, whether it was a single family, whether it was a condo, a co op, mm-hmm. you know, um, a residential building, or even a city block. Mm-hmm. That's what I said was going to be important for me being blessed in an opportunity to um you know um make 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 the uh living that I was that that uh I was doing
3: up the time, and so as we go through the process. But you, you know, you, you, you engaged in superstar talent. You know, mm-hmm. you know, we, 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 you know, the industry is different now. You know, for studios still had the relationship when we were back when we met, had the relationship with the talent. Now they got streaming, mm-hmm. and they can drop their own music and mm-hmm. all this. So it's a, it's kind of like a, a more independent world like that. I don't really know how. Lizzo is really successful, or how Meg The Stallion is successful, or Chance the Rapper is successful, or Tank is successful, because there are different ways for them to just say, I got a social media platform, I can drop my own thing. It's just like with Beyonce. Beyonce, she's she going to drop her music at midnight. Same thing with Taylor Swift. I'm going to drop my music at midnight. They, ain't got, they don't have to ask nobody. Mm -hmm. if they want to drop their music. How has that impacted how you look at the industry? Because now you're looking at it from a perspective as an entrepreneur and not somebody who's employed by it.
4: Well, I mean, in in all seriousness, um, there there are two ways to look at it. There are independent artists who are truly independent. That means you own your masters. And you can go to a distro kid. You can go to, you can upload it yourself. Right. Or you can go through one of the distribution companies and put it up. When you actually going to a deal with a label, you just can't do what you want to do because they actually own and control, you know, your 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 masters. Mm-hmm. So being in the space and that's always existed, mm-hmm. be quite honest with you. You know, we're old enough to be to know about one stops and, you know, distributions um, as well as major corporations and the one defining factor is the majors have always been in the position of power for artists that come through that funnel and that works for you and against you, right, right. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. If you're an artist that can strive and make it independently and don't need a major, that's great. But there's a lot of benefits to being in a major because guess what they can take you from zero to 60 or zero to 90. If 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 the thrust of the building goes behind you, which you might not be able to do over yourself in a in a in a in a runway that uh, you know is is best for exploitation. So I'm talking to Benny Pugh. Um
3: His book on impact is number one on Amazon, and will remain there as long as you keep buying it. That's why he's on the show today. We're here to talk about his book, talk about his career, but we're really here to sell
4: books. No, I wouldn't be here if, if that book wasn't number one, bro. As much as you love me, you like yo Benny. If you was number forty. <laughs> Well, you, know, you.
3: you know it is hard you to, to climb up with 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 a, with a, a, a backpack that's real heavy Okay, but when you you can climb down, you know when that when that backpack's light, you know what I'm saying. Everybody ate up the food. Let's go on back down and get some more food. But when you climbing up, brother, and that backpack is full of rocks, <laughs> see, see, on impact ain't got no rocks in it because it's number one, Woo! Benny Pugh, that's number right. one. You know, and that, that, that's what really you, when, when yes, you sir. talk about the energy of success and the energy of of you know, what we're trying to do. You know, I, I read here. I'm gonna read this uh, this uh, quote by uh, she, both, you and I. Both know her. Over my seven decades, I have read too many books to even guess the number. I most honestly admit, own impact has impacted my life and touched my sensibilities like none other in a very, very long time. Truly a roadmap. To, truly a roadmap to fulfilling one's potential, while at the same time guiding others to achieve the same. The one and only Kathy Hughes, founder and chairperson of when I was working for Radio One, now it's called Urban One, Inc., which is TV One, Radio One, Urban One digital platforms. Kathy Hughes, she has been a face of radio and music. When you went to her, I'm assuming there was no hesitation to get her to give you a quote. Why?
4: I was let me oh man, let me say this. I was extremely nervous. I mean, we we know Miss Hughes, all of us, and we've we've been blessed by it, but we don't really some of us, let's say this the people in our generation and youngers don't know what she's meant to people of color, black people and women. Like mm-hmm. she was the first woman to have a company on woman and woman of color on NASDAQ, right? Mm-hmm. So That's just huge in in the money game, right? Like Mm -hmm. showing who and what her influence was. And she's an avid reader. And she's also just like, you know, a dynamo in business. Mm -hmm. So as a friend, and just like you, and I appreciate you bringing me here, you know, I'm not one to to ask folks to help me. I want to bring, tee it up Mm -hmm. for them to want to be engaged, right? Because you don't never want to be that person you know, that's begging, right? right. Or mm-hmm. perceived to be. So when I when I went to her, I didn't bring it to her until I had it in its best state, in its best form. Mm-hmm. And of course, just like what you said, she said, absolutely, I'll give <laughs> you a quote. Absolutely, I'll give you a quote for the book. Send it over. Because mm-hmm. she would have gave me the quote anyway, right? Right, right, right. But I wouldn't have accepted the quote had she not read the book. And when she read the book and we spoke, she said, Benny, this is is phenomenal. I read it three times. Mm-hmm. And this was in like two days. Bro, I ain't read the book three times in two days.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I gotta be 100%. Like, you know,
4: I, I never read the book three times in two right, days. Right. So that just says the power of mm-hmm. her mind, right? right? And then I knew I had something. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, with, mm-hmm. when when people of 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 that level, <clears throat> and that value, mm-hmm. and had that intuition, and um, have seen the past, the present and the future is telling me that I have something. Then I realize, like, OK, this is everything I want it to be impactful to people. Cool.
2: We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushon McDonald.
0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host.
2: Now let's return to Money-Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald.
3: Yeah, I'm talking to Benny Pugh, the one and only Benny Pew, former record executive uh, entrepreneur, uh, the number one book on Amazon available right now. Just go to Amazon uh, called Own Impact. I have uh, six questions I want to ask you. This is an entrepreneur show. I bring individuals like you on here to just Seed information into my fan base. Uh, Now, the first one is the key to building mentor relationships. I talk about that a lot. You've shown me it works. You've shown me the value of it. Can you give us, my audience, some keys or just a couple of, a statement of
4: the building mentor relationships? So, you know, I actually talk about that in the book as well. So for me, mentoring as a mentor, you have to realize that you're in the position of giving. Right. And you may not get anything back other than that person getting the best from you. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's all about from the mentor perspective, giving as a mentee, you need to realize the value of what people who are on the other end are doing. They're giving you your time. So don't waste it. Right. And also that's because, you know, like I said, I always tell people
3: like when I stepped away from Steve, it was the mentor and the relationship It's two words that are key mentor and relationships. The relationship can be equally as more powerful as the mentorship, and so the mentorship lets you know that as you grow older, you're seeding people who can come back and be an asset to you. Not to, not that you're trying to be selfish and say, "Hey, hey, but look here, I'm doing this for you now. Don't forget me." That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about because I, I because I was I remember I was uh, I was I was talking to Sherry Shepard uh, yesterday. In fact, I was in um, New York, and she was and, and we was she had me come on the show. We were sitting in the dressing room. She she, she said, Rishon, I remember when I was on the show and you and we, I was selling your I was selling my book and you was telling me." Repeat the name. Keep repeating the name. Keep repeating the name. And I I, I didn't know why you kept saying they He said, look, because you never know when somebody's going to start listening to this interview. That moment stayed oh. with her. Wow. Because she reminded wow. me in the dressing room. And I get that a lot from people. I've gotten that from Gabrielle Union. I've gotten that from Lala Anthony. I've gotten that from Nick Cannon. I've gotten that from Michelle Williams. I've gotten that. And it's not so So your mentorship can just be advice. That people hang on to and it shapes a decision they may make in their life that proves to be important. And mm-hmm. that's what it really is when you're talking about. It. A lot of people tag mentorship. I gotta be there holding somebody's hand, I gotta be there, pick them up after school, I gotta be there to open their books and close. Mentorship is just conversation. Mm-hmm. Honest conversation that you can have with somebody when they come to you and not blowing them off with some caveat little statement or a statement that. That you don't, you shouldn't even be responding to. I always tell people, you go if you're a doctor, you don't go to a mechanic for advice. Now, if the mechanic starts telling you about how to be a doctor, then you need to walk away and realize that he's lying. <laughs> and I don't care if he's your daddy or your uncle, he's a mechanic, okay? Man, <laughs> right. And so let's talk about you know, this, since we're in the world of social media, and you and I developed our relationship before social media, mm-hmm. Penny you the value of personal branding.
4: All day, every day, man. Like, you know, I am who I am because I work at it. Yes, sir. Um, I realize, you know, my shortcomings. Mm-hmm. I realize um, the, my area of growth. I realize what my gifts are. And I make sure that I tap in and ask people questions. You know, what do you think? Like, you know, you and I have candid conversations every time we're together. It's great. Like, even after this interview, I'm going to say, Rashawn, what can I do better? Mm-hmm. Because there's going to be another Rashawn, that's going to come in my life right. for the rest of my life. Right. So I don't want to just think, yo, know, and have people around me that go, hey, man, now you did a great job. And then when you leave, they go, you know, he's, oh my God, he's horrible and he can't speak right. So truth is so important, man. Mm-hmm. And surrounding yourself with people who can actually give you what you need that's going to help you as you evolve and become the person you need to be. Well, you know Well, When you, early in this conversation, you
3: were talking about investing. And that's a visionary approach to anything. You know, I always tell people, you know, President Obama, you know, he had to do things in his life as a young person to make sure it didn't come back on him. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, mm-hmm. he would have never been president. Never. Mm-hmm. You know, that means he had, he had a vision. And the fact you just said, Rashawn, every time I got a bonus, I invested in property. I invested in a building. I invested in a condo, a house. Where did that come from?
4: My mother. We grew up in a five-family house, and we were in the—we uh, lived in the attic. And um, in the winter, it was really cold, and in the summer, it was really hot because there was no insulation. So my father—you um, know—I always uh, say to him, he's the black MacGyver because he could fix and do any and everything. So <laughs> yeah. he worked around the house, and he gave the woman—she was an older woman from Kansas—he um, uh, did all the work for free for her. So he did all the electrical, he did all the plumbing, he did all the grass. Because, you know, back then it was, it was a, just a different way on how people move, right? right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that barter kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. the rent never went up, right. but he did all the work, right? right? It's just how it was. And there's a lot of unstated, unsaid things that were valuable in relationships. So when she decided to move back to Kansas and they didn't have the money, she told them, hey, listen, you can. I want you to have this house. So I'm going to hold a paper since she owed it out cash and holding the paper is she was the bank. So she could do as she chose to. So she allowed them to purchase the house. And and that's what changed a lot of my life, because I was able to see my father um, live the life that he wanted to him and my mother in their relationship. She worked at the post office. So our, benef- our health insurance was covered and my father was able to be the man and a strong man as he was living his life, fixing cars, fixing homes, you know, just like, yo, man, I'm free. You know what? Was, uh, honest days work for our honest days pay. I mean, them grits that he used to make for us and eggs in the morning was nasty, but <laughs> more importantly, he was the one that helped us. So you know. well,
3: if, if you find a little levity in this uh, interview uh, with uh, Benny Pugh, that's P-O-U-G-H. Uh, he was, he did stand-up comedy in his life. You know, he stand up, his on stage when the Motown executive spotted him. He was on stage. Now, he didn't he didn't ascend to the level of uh Chris Rock or uh Martin Lawrence or even Sean McDonald, because I did Dev Comedy Jam, by the way. Thank you I very saw much. You,
4: on TV, so you always you always just yo, you always bro. See how you do?
1: Yo, like you was. You started good, then you like yo. by the way, we started on camera talking about how you just be jabbing cats, man. Like you bring cats on your show so you can pop. pop. hey, uh, remember, you're not you, not, remember I, I you, you not me? You not me? Remember that? I just throw out those.
3: You not me? I just throw out those big names, you know, you know. I did Def Jam, me and Deja Pale, and all that stuff, you know, back in '92 and things like that. But I, I bring that up because actually in a
4: movie with Beyonce.
3: Yeah, yeah. And so, and so, and Beyonce brought her on stage with uh, 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 Kelly Rowland with Good People and way back, and Michelle Williams came later on, way back in 92 with uh, my boy Matthew Knowles back in Houston, Texas. And so, uh, my life, is that's my life, but Mm -hmm. the life of being able to work with amazing talent like Travis Mm -hmm. Scott. Future, Rihanna, who's going to be the Super Bowl halftime show for 2023. You know, man. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. You know, I, I, I've been in the, I've been in these rooms. These rooms can just suck all the air. They can suck all the air when they walk in the room. But you also have to maintain who you are, an identity. And you've always been able to do that, Benny, without intimidating the star. How were you able to pull that off?
4: Man, I'm going to take it back to, you know what? And that's why we have to, you, me, and you guys actually did this. You know, you guys used to have um, the mentoring session with Steve. um, And that was very powerful because kids need a blueprint. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously you're going to learn what you learn, how you learn it, when you learn it, and what stage in your life. But for me, it was my mom, man, like, you know, our spirituality, like my mother had us in church, man, we hated going to church. We was those kids. Right. And me and my sister was talking not even just a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, about our mom. Um, God, you know, um, God bless. God bless her. Um, but, uh, you know, she raised me as a little man. Like mm-hmm. I never really was a child. <laughs> right, 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 right. I was five years. I was a little man. So, you know, she taught me about economics. Um, she taught me about your word. She taught me about the discipline. She taught me about foundation. So now, and she taught me about spirituality. So, or God, spirituality is that loose term. We believed in God and Jesus Christ, right? So, um, when I got into music, I never let go of my fundamentals to subscribe in the situation that I was in. You know, ultimately the reason why I last 30 years is because I didn't rush the process. You know, I didn't get invited to every party. I didn't get invited on every boat. I didn't go to every event. But you know what? People knew when they came and they sat with me, they believed what I said because I was rooted in what I was rooted in, the truth. So therefore... You know what? They felt comfortable. People recognize. You know, like they say, game recognize game. Yes, sir. Real recognize real. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, at the end of all of those conversations, cats knew I was going to be like, "Hey, can I get your number? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> um, you know, can I come over? Right. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, what's your little brother doing? What's his number? You know, all of that stuff is about the business. So. I always kept it business, and then they had the opportunity whether they wanted to invite me in their life. I was never about trying to be in their life doing business.
3: Well, he wants to invite you into his life with a book called On Impact. Understand the value he brings to the table when I throw out these names, and I don't casually throw them out. You know him, Jay-Z. You know her, Rihanna. You know him, Kanye West. You know him, Travis Scott. Future, 21 Savage. These names are important in our industry, and they become iconic. The things that Benny Pugh has done behind the scenes are iconic. That's why it's important. If you want to pick up a great read, it's not number one on Amazon by accident. It's number one on Amazon because it's a necessary read. It's a necessary motivational tool. It's a necessary book that will enable you to change your life because we all have dark sides in our life. and That mm-hmm. dark side is turned by unknown. An unknown should never stop you from reaching your dreams. Benny Peer, as we close this interview, the reason you you wrote on Impact was why?
4: I was in a near-death car accident and hit a tree at 90 miles an hour as a passenger. I sustained a level 2 concussion, L3-L4 vertebrae fracture, bulging disc in my back, lacerated liver, which led me to lose half my blood supply. And we hit the tree so hard that it severed um, two feet of my small intestine. And in that moment, God put a book inside me called On Impact. And IMPACT is an acronym that stands for Intuition, Mastery, Pivot, Authenticity, Connection, and Teamwork. Those are the pillars of my life. And at the end of each chapter, I put together a hit list of takeaways from from the chapter that people can subscribe to. And at the end of the day, I feel that I can meet everyone where they're at because, you know, I've gone from intern to CEO. So... I feel that I'm the person that you can relate to and also guess what you can learn from just because I've been where you are. My man,
3: thank you for coming on Money Making Conversations Masterclass. Let's keep this book number one, okay?
4: Let's do it, brother.
3: (laughs) I love it. Talk to you soon. All right.
2: We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashaun McDonald. You are now tuned into the Money-Making Conversations
6: Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald.
3: Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money-Making Conversation Masterclass with your daily Minute of Inspiration. Recently, I spoke with one of the hosts of HGTV's Married to Real Estate, Egypt Sharad. She explains the fulfillment that comes with being ourselves in black media
2: questions come up even in advisory if you know what I mean yeah. you know what do we need to change anything to appeal to the masses for us the blessing in this entire experience is no one has asked us to change a thing Yeah. like I was on the Today Show this morning in dreadlocks I shot a commercial for the Intercontinental Exchange for right. ICE mm-hmm. stock market mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and no one asked me to tone down anything on our show that's very much who we are and our network HGTV loves it Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like we, yes,
2: want, yes. we want y'all just as you are. Yeah.
3: If you want to listen to this full interview with Egypt Gerard, it's available on moneymakingconversations.com.
2: Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn mcdonald
3: my guest today is latoya luckett she broke into the industry as a, you know i gotta go back on this because you know we got a little history my you know little history with her you know uh backing with the iconic girl group destiny's child but i love her for her acting latoya previously recurred on one of my favorite shows owns green leaf for three seasons love that show she's also appeared in recurring roles in fox rosewood and hbo's ballers another two of my favorite shows and star with my bar Morris Chestnut, okay, over there, and Rosewood. And now Latoya Luckett stars as Kenya Pierce in the new season of Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, airing Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Stars. Plus, I want to get into it with her new YouTube channel show, which I love to death. Leave it to Latoya. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass, the one and only Latoya Luckett. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> First, to get to you, I had a lot to say, which is good. Which is good. I mean,
6: that was an introduction. You
3: know what I'm saying? Because that means you've had a career, which means that this, because when we talk about this business, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm a fan of your YouTube channel because it tells, I I think if anybody in the industry wants to know how this industry works, because there's no guarantees in this industry. (laughs) And you are an entrepreneur. A lot of people don't know. When you become an actor, you're basically an entrepreneur because you're self-employed. You're going from gig to gig. People, you walk in a room auditioning, you don't know what, or oh, if they like you, you know, you might have killed the nigga. You know, we want to go with the skinny chick. Or, you know, we want to go with the lighter complexion. We want to go with the girl with the long hair, the straight hair. We want to go with the girl with the silly laugh. But what about Latoya? She killed it. Nah, I think I want to she good, she good. But I like to do it. How do you how do you deal with that level of challenges because it's everyday in the, the world we live in, but you've been able to rise above it and build a successful career.
6: I mean, I mean, I can honestly tell you, I, I, as a matter of fact, I just came off of the audition, a test. And mm-hmm. if you're an actor, you know what a test is. Um, I was so excited about the role. And I just, as a matter of fact, I was trying out for two roles. Cause I felt like, okay, I think they really want me to be a part of this because right. they got me auditioning for two roles and, you know, the test deal is done, it's done, and then boom, you get the news, it didn't go your way. Right. And like, wait, what did I do? What did you know? And you just you start to realize the old saying, everybody gonna say it, uh, what's for you is for you. Um, and as much as you want to believe that, you know, you still have right. those moments of disappointment where it's like, but I felt like this was. This was mine. Right. I, this was
1: mine,
6: you know, and here we go with the rejection again. And, uh, I have to get through that, but you know, what comes with it. You know, you know, you know, like in football, you're going to get hit.
3: Right. Right. Right.
6: So, I think that, um, you know, once, once the sting goes away, uh, you just keep going. You just right. keep going up and you keep going.
3: Is it, is it and the, is it the people around you, your support group, that has enabled you to sustain a career. And when I've talked like this, I'm not talking in a negative manner. This young lady no, has don't. had a brilliant career and will continue to have a brilliant career. But I'm just telling everybody who wants to jump out there and be an actor or a singer. Oh,
6: it's not easy, baby. And you do need a tribe. You need a whole tribe of folk that believe in you and will continue to continue to encourage you and lift you up when you feel down and, you know, push you back in the room when, you want, when you're done. Right. When you're oh, kicking and screaming. Right. Um... It is not something that's easy, Mm -hmm. not something that you can just think is going to be easy money. It's not. (laughs) Um, So, you know, if if the passion is there, if the um, work, your work ethic, if it's there. Right. And to be resilient. Mm -hmm. You have to. You have to have all that.
3: Absolutely. Um, Absolutely.
6: Good, like, got a good group of folks. Mm-hmm.
3: that
6: Talk some sense into you. Absolutely. When you're ready. To done with it. Um, but it, it's not easy at all.
3: Yeah. But it's it's rewarding. Well, so. okay. it's, it's, uh, the, the payoff is beautiful. Payoff beautiful. Yeah. See, when um, it's, life is interesting because, like I said, uh, my uh, I my degree is in mathematics, minor in sociology. Left IBM, <laughs> pursuing the career. I thought I was going to be the next Eddie Murphy. Definitely the next Richard Pryor. And I made great headway into the comedic industry as a stand-up comedian. And I, too, was in L.A. doing my thing. And I decided to move back to Houston to say, you know something? I'm going to be the big fish in the small pond as Houston. (laughs) And uh, I opened a comedy club called the Hip Hop Comedy Stop. And it was hot. I mean, people were lying around the block. It was hot. It was popping. And that's when I had the first time, because uh, Matthew knows, he ran into me at the hotel. He said, I got this new singing group. They hot, they hot, they hot. I said, okay. He said, can they come open to your spot? And that's when I had the first pleasure of meeting this talented young lady and her friends on that stage. And even then, you know, the politeness and the innocence of being young, there was a unique talent about you that stood out there, that, that resonates today, but you came into the industry Latoya as a singer. When in your mind you felt, I could do more?
6: Um, You know what? I feel like that was a God moment, because I remember being asked to come and meet with an agency in New York. Um, I hadn't really done any acting outside of school plays mm-hmm. in my school, and they asked me you know, to uh, come mm-hmm. down and take a meeting. Mm-hmm. They sent me on my I went, I didn't know how to read a script. I'd been in a stage play, but stage plays are very different from on screen. Absolutely. And yeah. And so I uh especially scripted. And so, you know, I just I just said yes. I jumped. <laughs> I jumped. And uh-huh. and when God called me to do that thing, I did it. And I ended up being cast as the lead in this movie called Preacher's Kid. And that was my first acting I job. Know. Hmm. Yeah. So when God says leap,
3: when He says go, baby, go. And that we was know- a, that was a, what the a, MTV. That was MTV. I believe
6: it ended up ET and a few other things. Right.
3: Right. Because that whole Viacom <laughs> family. Mm. hmm mm-hmm. was- You know, but you know the thing about it is that one of the interesting things of me wanting to get you on the show not only just to promote your role on this hot new series uh, on Stars, because Stars has created this little power universe like you know, have the marvel universe and the dc universe where you have the power universe and now you are part of that power universe you you know different than this you know than the you know black widow you know you're one of these characters now that they brought into that family and to know that you're in this power universe that has a certain cachet to it doesn't it
6: it does. Um, I mean, first of all, I'm a huge fan of the show. Even right. before becoming um, part of Raising Kane*, and I was like, Oh my god, the body of work, the cast, right? What? Right. It was a little intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, with the first season and going, okay, how do I, where do I fit?
3: Even <laughs> um, I'm gonna, even with your body of work now. You you can say casually, because you got you got a resume now as an actress, okay. You Thank know. you. But N- oh, no,
6: even still watching, you know. Watching them in these roles, I was just kind of like, wow, this is outstanding work. Right. Um, and it was a period piece. A period course, piece, right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, which is my favorite, favorite era. Uh, <laughs> so I decided to come in and buckle down and give everything that I had at the time to this character. And right. because she had such a complex story to tell, I felt like her story... Was one that people would, in some ways, be able to relate to, but be quick to judge, um, and also um, that you know I was having uh, trouble with seeing why she made the decisions that she made, especially as a mother of two, and her being a mom that abandoned her daughter,
3: right? Um, and wanted to, and It was, was a singer. Wanted wow. to pursue a singing career. You
6: know, I mean, for a singing career. Right. You know, <laughs> uh, so a lot of levels, but on a more, you know, on on other levels, we I just didn't get it right um but i I just i I still felt like even with all of that, her story deserved to be told in a very special way and amongst beautiful a beautiful cast um so being a part of the power universe is some something that I can say I am truly proud of and excited
3: about well, they gave you a character that has a lot of levels, you said that you know yeah. you know. It, it, and let, let me just explain to everybody about when you see a lot of levels. Okay, the character abandoned its child. Okay, abandoned its child. So, that right there, you hear the word selfish. Okay, selfish. Yep. Then the character comes back into the city, ignores the child, then carries a life of um, a religious flavor. Well, I, I, well, as they say, found God, but not the. Just- I'm going to say flavor because, you know why I'm going to say flavor, Latoya, because of the fact that we know your past. Uh-huh. See, see, I don't think you can find God without, ex- without acknowledging what you've done. But that's the, yeah. that's the layers of your character, which I love. And so because, you know, and then knowing who you are from Houston, Texas, Southern girl, <laughs> going up to New York. And getting that accent right. Talk to us about that now. <laughs> I mean, that,
6: was a, that was one thing that I struggled with. But I had this um, coach and um, he was very with me. And I, I was like, this is such a big piece of her. I cannot, um, I cannot uh, allow that to be swept under the rug. Right. This, this has to be, this has to be great. Mm-hmm. You know, a, distract, a distraction from her character. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were like, well, no, now where does Southern Girl come from? Now, hold on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, I'm so glad um, that I was able to to nail that down a bit and but- it also made it fun. You know, it also made it fun.
2: We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushon McDonald.
0: Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back
2: seat gets in your head right good because every year dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver all never thought it could happen to them but with changes in routines distractions or a sleeping child it can happen to anyone parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly so get it in your head Check the a message from NHTSA
5: and the ad council welcome to season nine of next question with me Katie Couric it is 2024 Listen to next question with me, Katie Currick, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple
2: Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's return to money making conversations, masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Well,
3: the thing about it is uh, we, we, you have to use the word authenticity, you know. Yeah. And one thing about New Yorkers, don't don't play with don't play with them folks up there. Okay.
6: <laughs> Don't play. Don't, uh, don't you, do
3: that. You start getting them in the boroughs, the Brooklyn, Queens, and Bronx, and and you acting like you you talking with a half of a accent or non accent, they will strike you down. Not
6: the place to play no. with if, if anything. Like if if I was a you know an, a New Yorker coming in to play a Southerner, we might give a little grace. That you know we just a little warmer down here, in the right? South, you know, right, I mean? right, right. But I knew going into this that I had to get that. Particular accent, right? Boy, they were, oh, they, they didn't care what I did on that. They, sport. they, they, they it trolled didn't get you. Me they,
3: back they will troll you. I lived in New York twice. I know exactly how hard they would have trolled you. I'm talking to Latoya Luckett, the star of so many series, an incredible singer, launched her career many years ago back in the city of Houston, Texas. I was fortunate to be there to see her in the early stages of greatness and watch her over the years. And it's the first time I'm interviewing her. So I feel, you know, everything's life is like that. It gives you a chance to see people and then to say congratulations. Because when you have a career that she has, has succeeded, because, you know, everybody want to be some form of you. And that's why I started the conversation about the, 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 you can get these one-offs. You might start in one series and you might get this five and under or you might get this commercial, but you have a career, Latoya. When I I say that, you know, who do you thank the most?
6: Who do I thank the most? Yes, ma'am. Oh, man, there's so many people to thank. I I would, First say, thanks to God, period. Mm -hmm. Um, He, I mean, been showing out. When I tell you, showing out, (laughs) he never blows my mind consistently every day. Um, My mom, for her to be a woman of faith and to have the courage to almost get out of the way Mm -hmm. and and, and get out of the way and not put her beliefs or what she thought. I should be and just allow me to be right Young age. i started to pursue my career at 12. I left home at, you know, to, to pursue my career and start to travel and go on the road with destiny child at 12. Mm -hmm. So, um, that takes a very, that's a, that's a different kind of faith. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm so grateful to her, the tribe that God has put around me of wonderful people Mm -hmm. who, of my heart who Mm
1: -hmm.
6: on a daily literally lift me up in prayer send an encouraging word um i am so blessed Mm -hmm. i have but these phenomenal people around me who i mean stay on me and for just beautiful experiences that god has allowed me to have um Mm -hmm. good and bad um which all ended up working for my good
3: awesome Awesome. Yeah. She's starring in the Power Book Three, Raising Canaan, airing Sundays at nine PM Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. Uh not only that, but she's also starring in her own production of honesty, of motivation, of uplifting information called Leave it to LaToya. It's a YouTube series. Got roughly uh, about 126,000 subscribers and growing. If you want to subscribe, please go to her channel right now and subscribe. And so when I when I look at this, first of all, I want to know, my first question is going to be, before I get into any questions, why did you do this?
6: I did it because I feel like people need a safe space to come and feel like they're not alone. Mm-hmm. That there's someone out there who has been through something like Mm-hmm. What they're, um, and didn't give up. Right. Um, I am a divorced single mom of two, um, who comes from a divorced family. Right. In a very complex in- industry, trying mm-hmm. and still remain positive and humble, and um, still wanting to believe the good. In everything. Right. So I feel like the show allows me a space. It's very therapeutic for me, by the way. Um, It allows me to be me. Allows people to see me for me. Right. And um just to, to just be fun, you right. know, to right. be, right. Friend, yeah. you know, have fun with it and to laugh at myself some time and cry and do all Oh, the you do things. a lot of
3: crying now. You do a lot of crying I do now. A
6: lot of, I'm like, Lord, am I crying again? You cried baby. again,
3: girl. You cried again, yeah. but you look good when you cry though. You wanna have a good looking cry. Yeah, I'm an ugly cry. Oh I'm an ugly <laughs> cry. I, I forgot to ask this one question. I gotta go back to Raising Canaan. Playing a playing a series that's mm-hmm. gangster, guns, people dying, people getting killed. Now you've yeah. never done that on TV before. i at least I never saw. I, I think I've watched everything you've done. How did that how did that how did that whole approach to coming into a series that's tied to violence? How did they? How did it sink into your mind?
6: That was a lot because I normally don't do well with shows like that and watching them because I'm a very sensitive person. <laughs> so even watched the first season, I was like, "Oh no, wait, like, oh, oh, let me know what is it's over. Right. Um. But I, you know what? I I, I watched. I, right. I As scared as I was, as traumatized as I thought I would be, mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: right. Mm-hmm.
6: I ended up really enjoying the show. Right. Um. And it was something different for me. It was very different for me. Like you said, I'm a soft and fuzzy. I'm a soft and fuzzy, you know, rom-com.
3: Uh, let's call I'm love. with you on the rom-com. I, I, I watch you know them. Like, Netflix, Netflix got me. Netflix out. got me now, on the romantic comedies. I watch them all the time. Yes, <laughs> yes indeed. Now, the, the, the reason I... I'm going to tell everybody, I cheated a little bit on this interview, everybody. Because, see, oh. I went to her series, and, and then one of the episodes called How I Landed My... Highlight like My Powerful New Role is, is an episode. And so some of the questions I got were not the questions they sent me, were from what she openly and honestly talked about her career, the um, uh trusting the process, uh, sometimes yeah. losing faith, and realizing that faith ain't left you. You left faith, okay? Yeah. Um, realizing that just because you got something doesn't mean it's guaranteed. All this is in this one less than 12-minute interview. You know this this confessional, this twelve minutes. This usually you get this in an hour. She cries, she laughs, she talks about losing to one of her best friends. This is what I'm talking about. If this is like <laughs> must see YouTube television, and this is one episode. It's like she does a combination of five levels. She she has these giant hoop earrings on, and she keep fiddling with them because <laughs> one goes this way. She puts it in to go the other way. It, it just. It's just, I'm telling you, I watch. One thing I don't do, LaToya, when people come to the show, I don't ask these generic questions because I think it's offensive. I want everybody to know that I'm just honored for a talent of your caliber to come on my show. So I have to be the most respectful part and let them know that I respect it so much that I'm going to give my time to have a clear understanding of what you are doing in your life. And this whole YouTube channel called Leave It to LaToya, it's on YouTube. And the honest journey that you go through each episode is incredible. You know, confronting my absent father, having a conversation with my ex. Wow. you For real, Latoya? It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot.
6: It's a lot. Yeah. But I feel it's necessary in order for us to grow and and live in our truth, our honest to God truth. Right. Um, it takes some stretching. It takes getting uncomfortable. It takes, you know, asking those very um, complicated questions um, that you might not be ready for the answer for. Um, it takes all of that in order for us to grow. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I, I feel it's necessary.
3: Okay, now, because uh, I love reading comments, you know, and I think that, 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 that you know, that, that drives why you should do things. That also tells you how, what people are really uh, motivated about when you yeah. do that. And so in reading these comments, I've realized how much, you know, your base. you have such a loyal fan base, first of all. Secondly, yeah. how the much, a- <laughs> you, you, you know that I'm not telling you nothing. You know, the one thing about, you know, the social media and I, I see I respect even the subscribers a little bit more than social media, because that's a really commitment when people subscribe on YouTube. Or, yeah. or, or subscribe to a fan club because sometimes you can just like a hamburger and not really mean they like you or like a flower or like you in a bikini or like you on a trip that don't mean they really like you they just like that moment and so yeah. so when i'm reading youtube it really gives me an honest sense of who cares about you and i yeah. think that's really important and how you're affecting people so what is the future of leave it to latoya
6: Well, we're working on season two right now. Um, I'm super excited about that. I think it's one of the things that will um, just follow. It's a legacy moment for me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. See this earth, that content will still be here and people will get to hear me, see me, get to know me. Um, And I think that that's important. I think it's a part of leaving my mark. Uh, So we're working on um,
3: season two. Now we you say we, topics. okay, now you say the word we, Now assuming like I know, or oh, who is the we? Oh, no,
6: production. You there we production. go, there we go. Help out the unknown.
3: Help out the unknown yes. people. You know, they know you, but you we, we is your cousin, yes, yes. your best friend.
6: it's a team. It like a village to mm-hmm. create a show like that. Mm-hmm. The village is working on season
3: two. That's what I'll say. Oh, Awesome. And it's because, uh, again, you know, when I look at the the shows, I, I, when I was watching the episode about confronting my absent father, I have to ask one question the big question is why? And then second big question is, what did you get out of it personally? Because I know it's a message to understand some form of forgiveness or some form of understanding, some form of closure that people have to have in their life. But for you to take on that responsibility, you know, this is not no big... Daytime talk show. This is an intimate moment where you decide, you know, some I, I'm going out of my way. Because that's what it is, because this is a decision. Nobody's pitching in the room. Girl, you know, something, we got this hot daytime talk show. We want to bring your daddy on. No, this is something you yeah. decided 100% that you wanted to do. Why?
6: Yeah. I, I needed that more than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a lot of questions answered. There was so much healing in that moment. Um, and we, both came with open hearts yes. and a listening ear. Um, the accountability was there. Um, the um, I feel like the transparency on my father's side and mm-hmm. me really getting to kind of go back in time to when he was 24 and having to make some real adult decisions. Right. And although, you know, yes, he was a father and he was a a husband. He was also still coming into his own. Right. And so did he make the best decisions? Maybe not. But for a person his age, I just feel like I had to show him some grace. I had to, I, the understanding, you know, I had to present some understanding as to why my father made some of the, decisions that he made but I think because he was so open and so transparent and so you know he was just showing up with all this accountability the wall of of I did what I did and get over it was down you know he there was some trust developed there because he was being so honest in that moment Um, and I just felt it was necessary I feel there's so many people out there that have this built up unforgiveness, bitterness towards people in their lives or in their experience that if they just would have an honest conversation, um, and hopefully a mature conversation that they would get the answers they need and, and, you know, be able to push forward and move on, um, and not hold that bitterness. Cause at the end of the day, that's killing us. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, that the, the weight of that is killing us. And, I just was hoping that through my conversation, somebody would be bold enough and, you know, have the courage to finally have the conversation that needed to take place between themselves and their loved one.
3: Well, ladies and gentlemen, in 1992, I had the fortunate uh, opportunity to see uh, a rose starting to bloom. And uh, over the years, I've seen it grow and it's become a garden. A garden that has showcased a singing ability, uh, acting ability, the ability to be honest and courageous. You can see her every Sunday now on Stars, you know, Power 3, Raising Canaan. And the beauty of it, she plays this wonderful character with many levels. She's from Houston, Texas, but she talks like a New Yorker, Kenya Pierce. And I want to thank you for coming on my show, Money Making Conversation Masterclass. Wonderful interview. I I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed it because you are truly, truly talented. Oh, thank you so
6: much. And thank you for your time. It's so good to see you.
3: Awesome. <laughs> we we'll talk soon. Anytime you need me, I'll be there to promote any of your products. I appreciate you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.
2: You've been listening to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Roushawn McDonald. Always remember to lead with your gifts. Money Making Conversations Masterclass is a presentation of 3815 Media Incorporated.
6: You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald.
3: Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversations Masterclass with your daily Minute of Inspiration. Recently, I spoke with Southern Black Girls Woman Consortium visionary founder and co-founder of Black Voters Matter, Latasha Brown. She explains how being active in the community provides pushback and reduces harm within the community.
2: We say when when, when we're telling them about why they're voting,
1: we're saying you're not you're not voting um, because you want to get some political party in our office. What you're voting for is you're voting for yourself. That you have to use every until your community has everything that it needs, you have to use every single tool available to you to actually push back to reduce the harm in your community and make sure you're holding folks accountable, but also to literally be able to advance an agenda that is going to support your community. And that's real. Whether you vote or not, somebody's going to be elected.
3: If you want to listen to this full interview with Natasha Brown, it's available on moneymakingconversation.com.